the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio! To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send me an email, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And um, for, simul- for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, Visit www.simultv.com and then type in X-Zone. My guest this hour is Edwin Harkness-Bina. He is an award-winning author, speaker, and mystic. He is the author of Mystic Warrior and Mystic Secrets Revealed and the developer of Energy Center Clearing, a methodology uh, created to align, balance, and center individuals moving through these turbulent times. He specializes in connecting people to their higher self leading to a greater intuition, clarity, and joy. Now, before becoming a master healer, Ed went through an extreme metamorphosis. After graduating with a BSE degree in math and computer science from Tufts University, Ed began writing system software for a computer manufacturer. 
He went on to receive an MBA from the University of Chicago with concentrations in finance and marketing. After graduating, he worked with various venture capital firms and started several technology-based companies in the sports and music industries. Stressed out from his entrepreneurial ventures, Ed rented a video from Blockbuster that promised to help him relax and, curiously, help him recall his past lives. Ed Harkness is my, Ed Harkness Spina is my guest. And Ed, tell us about that video. What was that video? It was Dick Zutphen's Past Life Regression. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I knew nothing about mm-hmm. past lives, reincarnation, any of that. But it was that Blockbuster video back when they had videotapes. It wasn't even a DVD. And my girlfriend sent me for dinner and a movie, and right next to the counter was this thing that promised to relieve my stress. I said, let's try this out. Brought it home, it put me into an altered state, and then it led me to try to think of what this lifetime was like. He asked me questions, and I knew all the answers. And then after, and it led me to recall this past life in, in significant detail. And so when I came back to regular waking consciousness, I wrote down everything I remembered, and then I had to go research it. And uh, everything checked out. And I was not a history buff, and I wasn't spiritual at all. But I just concluded that my education was incomplete. I had to find out what happened here. And that's what led me on my path. Now, the last time we spoke, we talked about your book, Mystic Warrior. Is the message and the theme of your book still relevant in today's society? Yes, and it's, it's funny because the basic story is the hero has to develop his spiritual powers and psychic abilities to first survive and then save the world from a nuclear bomb threat. Mm -hmm. But in today's world, there's a number of things that happened that I wrote many years ago that seem prescient. One, the U.S. and Russia were cooperating at one point during my book to hunt for some terrorists. That was not foreseen back then. And back then, the hero had his own company, but he was enamored with this woman that worked for his company. But he was torn because he wanted to pursue that, but at the same time, he knew that he couldn't do that because he was her boss and it, that would be the wrong thing to do. So that's one of the things that came up, came about way before the Me Too movement or any of that uh, right. at the fam. But the biggest thing is the hero's uh, mentor was a woman. And back then there were not that many woman mentors, especially those mentoring men. But it goes to show that spiritual power and mystic uh, power is not uh, the purview of only men or women. Everyone can be a mystic master. It sounds like you were ahead of your time, my friend. How did you foresee all this? Uh, well, uh, some of the things was based on real things that actually happened, mm-hmm. but I've, I've always seemed to be a little ahead of my time. The company that I had before I got into this was in the uh, music business where we let people preview record albums over the telephone. And this was before the internet. And, uh, you know, I, I was way, I was too far ahead of my time in the in the venture capital business. We would say sometimes the pioneers are the ones with the arrows in their back, that they're uh, too far ahead of their time. And that was one example where my company was, you know, just just too far ahead of its time. You've written another book as well called Mystic Secrets Revealed. What's that about? Okay, that's a series of 53 articles that I wrote, and originally I had sent them out to my as a newsletter to my mailing list, mm-hmm. but it covers everything in the spiritual universe, from alchemy, manifestation, synchronicities, reincarnation, uh, presence, intimacy, divine inspiration, a- any spiritual subject, 
and they're all in tiny little bite-sized chapters, so only three or four pages each. And uh, the best review I got from this book was someone who gave me a video review on Amazon, and he said, this is the perfect bedtime book. He said, so instead of filling your mind with all this poison that's on the news or that, just read one chapter, and then when you go to sleep, you can ponder all the ideas that went through that in that that were brought up in that one chapter, and you can have the most restful, peaceful sleep you know imaginable. So, it's a uh, basically tells you how to use these mystic principles for in pragmatically to put them into effect to make your life better. Now, what type of mystic principles are we talking about here, Ed? Uh, well, alchemy is the process of of con well, the original alchemy was transforming lead into gold, mm -hmm. but that was a metaphor for the spiritual alchemy and the mental alchemy, where you transform lesser ideas into higher principles, and it helps you in your spiritual evolution. But, you know, synchronicities, what is a synchronicity, a meaningful coincidence, the secrets of manifestation and how to go about manifesting things, uh, what the ego is, and I even talk about sacred sex and the ability that men and women have to have multiple orgasmic experiences within the same session, lovemaking session, and that, uh, you know, with the purpose of bringing you closer to God, closer to the ultimate reality. Sacred sex. Hmm. I've got to try that one with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, she'll say, sweetheart, six kids, 12 grandchildren later, you're too, you're too late. You know, <laughs> too you're, sacred. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so tell me, is writing still your main focus? Uh, well, people don't read books as much as they used to. And, uh, while I still sell my books on Amazon and on my website, mm -hmm. and I also sell MP3s and CDs, what I discovered is people really want an experience. And mysticism is, is a spiritual discipline aimed at direct communion with the ultimate reality. Right. You know? And so it's an experiential thing more than it is just an intellectual exercise. And so what I'm spending most of my time now is actually giving people energy clearings where I clear out their emotional bodies, mental bodies, spiritual bodies, uh, remove any non-physical entities, curses, implants, uh, all the people around them, clean them out now, and also uh, take them back to when they were a child, remove any problems they had as a kid, anger, sadness. And now I'm also doing soul recapture where I bring in all their past lives, future lives, higher and lower density versions of them, bring them together, anything connected with their higher self, I bring it in there, clear it out so that they're prepared to improve their life and also to move on to higher states of consciousness. So how do you do that, Ed? Do you do it uh, over the phone? Do you do it by group sessions? Do you do it lecture seminars? Uh, mostly individual sessions, but I do group calls as well. Uh, I, the whole thing is automated now, thanks to the wonders of technology. I wake up, you know, eat my breakfast, go into my recliner, put my earbuds in, mm. and the calls come in. And uh, I will tune into the person and go through, raising their vibration, getting rid of the first things I get rid of, anger, uh, regret, very uh, pernicious emotion that really holds people back. So I clear that out. I'll look for any non-physical entities that could be bugging them, implants, curses, hexes, or spells, check all the people in their family, their birth family, as well as their current family, whether they're husband, spouse, children, clean them all out so they don't have any of that anger, anything dragging them down. And then we go take a look at their 
if there's anything inhibiting them from t tapping into their higher self, I remove that. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have past life trauma. But uh, now the latest thing and one of the most fun things is I go back to when the person was a kid. And I look specifically for a time when he or she was angry. And when I can tune into that, then I talk directly to the kid, take away his anger, his or her anger. Uh, and, and basically, this is oftentimes anger that they buried so deeply they never wanted mm -hmm. to see it again. But I'll just take it right out. And then as they release it, I take it away. And then you see as they get transformed from this angry person, sometimes it takes a few waves of getting rid of the anger to the happy person. And I can see that their personality when they were a little kid. And uh, I have some All funny right. stories of what well, they're let's like. Well, let's talk about those and when we come back from this commercial break. And Exonation, my guest this hour, is Edwin Harkness Spina. And for more information, here's the website, www.energycenterclearing.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Edwin and I return on the other side of this break. So whatever you do, don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Edwin Harkness Bean is my special guest, and his website is www.energycenterclearing.com. All right, now, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us how, because of technology, you can actually help a lot of people, basically. And, and how do you clear this? You know, how do you basically get them or, or find out who the young person is or where the anger was, and how do you, how do you get rid of it? Right, I... Basically, I, I'm sitting with the earbuds in, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm mm -hmm. tuning into the person, and I feel if they have anger, if they have regret, and I'm pulling it out with my hands, and then I'll open up a portal, like a garbage can, and I open it up and throw it in there, and I have beings in the higher worlds that will take it away from me. If it's something very pernicious, mm -hmm. like an entity or that, they'll figure out whether this can be rehabilitated or whether it has to be kind of recycled through the galactic central sun. But... You know, I don't have to worry about disposing of these things. I just pull them off the okay. people, and the higher beings take care of that for me. But aren't you in any danger dealing with these entities or these negative forces yourself? Uh, well, when you're starting out, you can be. When I was young in this mm -hmm. business, well, some years ago, I would go to sleep at night, and many times people are they're sleeping and they're working at the same time. They go out of body, and they, and sometimes you get into battles. Well, I would notice sometimes I'd wake up, all bruised oh, and obviously I didn't go to sleep bruised I woke up bruised so that was because we're fighting on the lower astral which is closer to the physical uh, realm and you end up sometimes it bleeds through and, and you get bruised but when you have have these battles on the higher realms you know these are spiritual battles just like on the physical realm you mm -hmm. have legal battles political battles you know fist fights on the higher realms you have spiritual battles and whoever wins that battle is the one who can go to the higher level you know, that's a fundamental of physics. You know, E equals H nu, the higher the frequency, the more power you have. And so whoever goes to the higher level wins. And, and in this consensual reality on the astral plane and sometimes higher planes, uh, it, it may seem like a dream to you. Right. But, and they may want to, you know, 
punch you or bash your head in or whatever it is. But if you can go to the higher level, you're the one, your consensus predominates. And I could pick him up and throw him across a room just like in the Matrix. Wow. So, so it doesn't matter what they look like, how big they are, how ugly they are. Whoever goes to the higher level wins. And by virtue of all this practice, you know, I can, and the mentors I had, I can go to the very high levels. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. Can you share some examples with us and some stories of, of some of these uh, mystic battles that you fight on behalf of other people? Okay, well, one of the fun ones was this one fellow, I was working with him, and he was yeah. talking about his grandson. And he said, my grandson is, is tormented. He can't sleep. You know, could you take a look at him? And so I looked at, at the kid, and mm -hmm. I could feel all his fear and that, and I was taking the, the fear and, and anger and, and out of him. And then I realized there's something around and it was, in this case, it was one of those gray aliens. So I just, on the astral plane, I grabbed it around the neck mm -hmm. and I told it, you know, you have to leave this kid alone. And his first reaction was, who are you? Like, who do you to tell me what to do? And I just said, I just popped into my head. I said, I'm with the Pleiadian Federation and we don't like this one bit. And then his you know, big eyes got even bigger and he was like shaking. And I said, the only reason I'm going to let you go is if you make sure this kid is off limits, his entire family, and you tell every one of your friends and everyone else to, to leave this kid alone. Otherwise, you know, you'll have to deal with the Pleiadians. And he, he's like shaking, okay, okay. And so I just let him go. And then the kid was fine. Hmm. And his grandfather was you know, raving. His mother even started getting sessions with me or, or got a session with me because she was so happy that her kid was back again. You know, he was a fun-loving kid that suddenly was terrorized. He couldn't even sleep. And now he went back to being a fun kid again. How did you make contact with these ETs or these negative um, forces? Uh, well, your intention uh, dictates everything that happens. So if you want to find out whatever is bugging this, this poor kid, mm -hmm. then you just look for it. And sometimes I'll just ask, what, whoever's bugging this kid, I want you to show up and show up, show up. And then sometimes it may not always be as like an ET. It could just be a non physical entity and uh, and those they, they can look like anything and i just can basically just grab them pull them out sometimes they look like snake snake beings pull them out of the person throw them in the portal get rid of them um, but yeah just your intention is what makes them show up for you so these negative entities and these things that you you know grab and toss into the what would we call it uh, the <laughs> The the, the 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 galactic garbage disposal unit, for lack of Thanks. better words. Yes, that's good. That's good. Okay, um, could this be what some people call as ghosts, spirits, and demons? Yeah, yeah, demons. Demons are among the things that I get rid of. Mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah, and, and like I said, whoever goes to the higher level always wins. So these demons can't can't beat you. They can try scaring you. They can do whatever they want. But you know they're they have to be afraid of the people that can go to the high levels more so than you ever have to be worried about them. So why do they, why do they bother? Why do they try to in, infiltrate? Why do they try to infest us with the negativity and, and all the crap and corruption that they bring to a human's life? Right. Well, we're in the midst of a spiritual war. I mean, people have talked about this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they talk about it in biblical terms, right. but in pure spiritual terms, 
there's a there's two factions. There's the faction of service to others, which is the faction that you know Jesus, Buddha, all the great avatars told us about. You right. help others, do unto others as they have as you have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is service to self. They're the ones that benefit at the expense of other people. And the extreme example of that in 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 the physical world would be the Satanists. They don't believe in any of that. They believe in power is the only thing that's important. Do what thou wilt. And and uh, so some of these beings that are in, in that line, uh, the, the higher up beings and that, they're all interested in maintaining their control, their power over humans and over other beings. And so they're trying to knock your energy down, keep you in fear. Fear is one of the best ways to keep people from going to higher states of consciousness. When you're in fear, you, you, your mind is not no longer synchronized. You usually go to the more dominant way of thinking, and it prevents you from going to higher levels. So they're trying to annoy you, and as well, they they even feed off this negative energy, the uh, the uh, anger, fear, sadness, depression. Mm-hmm. They want to instill that in you so they can feed off it. But I don't want to leave this as all doom and gloom. The good news is, for the most part, those have been removed from the higher planes. So we have you know blue skies ahead. Things are better now than they've ever been in our for for thousands of years on our planet. So let's say, Ed, somebody goes to a psychic fair and they sit in front of a couple of different psychics until they hit the psychic that tells them what they want to hear. Each one of these psychics that they go to prior to the final one, are these psychics opening up a porthole in these people where they can actually unintentionally allow negative forces to come in? Uh, they can, but for the most part, they're just reading the energy around the person. I see. Uh, you know, but if you go to a psychic fair, one of the things that, that, that used to annoy me is I was very empathic. Mm-hmm. And just walking down the aisle you know, with all these people that are there because they have problems and they're trying yeah. to unload their problems, I'm the one picking up their problems. So I had to learn these kind of techniques so that I wouldn't be inundated. So I wouldn't feel like I weighed 100 pounds more just walking down the aisle. And uh, at the time, it used to take, I'd duck behind a curtain. It would take me 15, 20 minutes to clean myself out again. Oh now, I don't have to worry about that. Now, I affect them more than the, the outside world affects me. As a mystic, what, in your opinion, is the most cautious thing a person, a person should do in their waking life to avoid uh, these problems? Uh, well, anytime you there's any battle of any type, anytime you don't know what to mm-hmm. do, a simple thing to do is always send love. You see some some leader of your company, of the country, anyone at all, and you're wondering, I don't know if this person is good or bad, or maybe you do know. If you send love, if the person's a good person, you're going to empower them. If the person's a negative person and you send love, in their view, you're going to be disempowering them. You're actually helping them by moving them off the little hill where they lord over people by intimidation and fear. You're, you're moving them off that little hill toward the bigger hill, the big mountain, you know, where all the avatars told us to go. You know, Love thy neighbor, that sort of thing. So whenever in doubt, send love. Foolproof thing to do. It's funny, and we've been talking about doing things with love for centuries, and yet we haven't followed our own advice. <laughs> uh, that's... You know, you can lead a horse to water, but yeah. you cannot make him drink. You know, and you being in the music industry at one time, how many songs have the message that we just need to love one another? Right. Yeah. 
love love is all there yeah. is you know that's it, it's a universal truth and, and that's the secret of my power is uh the energy i'm using is just higher octaves of love and uh that's that's what helps take you to these higher levels of consciousness all right, speaking about going places, you and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour, so please stand by. And Exonation, our guest this hour is Edwin Harkness Spina, and here's the website, www.energycenterclearing.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back after this news break. Don't go away. And welcome back. Ed, uh, Edwin Harkness Pina is our guest this hour, Exonation. He is the author of Mystic Warrior and, and Mystic Secrets Revealed and the developer of Energy Center Clearing. That's a methodology can, uh, created to align, balance, and center individuals moving through the tumultuous times. He specializes in connecting people to their highest self, leading to greater intuition clarity and joy the website is energycenterclearing.com what's the hardest part of your job as a mystic clearer um, garbage collector of unwanted <laughs> spirits entities and demons right the, the hardest thing to get rid of on a person is when they've been cursed and curse is not a metaphor it's not a figurative thing it's an, it's a physical thing people get cursed and mm. there are certain cities where you can go into bad side of town and you can hire people to curse your ex-spouse you know your boss anyone you hate you pay them the money and they'll curse you so this this can wreak havoc with a person's life i imagine and, uh, so yeah yeah no you, you, literally and so when i get, come to a point usually the person has is suspects that something's wrong you know all these different things go wrong mm -hmm. you know, i can't understand i can't get ahead and i look well here's your problem you've been cursed and so I'll take the curse away, and same thing, I feel it, I pull it away. But the important thing to do when you remove a curse is you have to find the magicians responsible for putting the curse on. Typically, there are three of them, you know, evil magicians, and so I'll grab them, tie them up so they can't harm anyone else, take away their power, and do the same thing. You put them through the garbage disposal, my portal and the other, my higher beings figure out what to do with them uh, going forward. But you have to get rid of that curse because what these uh, evil magicians are actually doing they're summoning a different type of, of non-physical entity known as the jinn right and the jinn or the genies in aladdin's lamp they're named after the jinn 
and they are just like very robotic. They do exactly what they're told, and these evil magicians have figured out a way to either blackmail them or or uh, trick them using different spells and techniques they have to make them work for them. And so they are merciless in harming people. So once you get rid of the curse, First, then the jinn will usually leave. Uh, they don't have if their masters are gone, they'll leave. All right. So, who are these three magicians that you were talking about? They can be uh, usually they're human, but they don't have to be necessarily human. Some could be human, some could be non-physical, mm-hmm. and uh, they have they've learned the dark arts. You know, voodoo, Santeria, uh, those that those are real skills. They're used for bad purposes. They're used for service to self uh, beings. And they harm people using those those techniques, um, you know. But then when you get rid of the curse, the people have uh, have a rebirth. There was a guy just uh, a few weeks ago. He was from Africa, from West Africa, where curses are common. And he called me up, and I took away his curse. He suspected he had one. He knew I was someone who could get rid of it. I took it away, and right on the phone, he's just sobbing. 80 years old, 80 years. I've had this for 80 years. Like no one could ever get rid of this. And he's crying on the phone with just joy of fine and relief. And I said, well, you know, your whole life, even though you're 80, it's just starting again now. And uh, yeah, it's very fulfilling when you can take away a curse from someone. So what would be some of the, the signs and symptoms that you've actually got a curse put on you? Uh, well, well, just nothing works out. And this, this happened to me. That's when I met my original mentor. Mm-hmm. I had all this, it seemed like bad luck. I was, you know, high power, you know, went to very well educated, hardworking. I started some companies and the companies just had problems that were totally unforeseen. Not just, I wasn't a naive entrepreneur that didn't know what we was getting into. I was working hard and I, it just, everything went wrong. People were dying around me you know, that, that I needed to, to help me. Hmm. And, uh, and then after that didn't work, I, I, would, I had like 45 different things in a row. Some were simple things, you know, write up a business plan for someone or, or write a sales letter or whatever it might be. 45 in a row, nothing's working. I said, like, how could this be? This, is, this goes way beyond the laws of chance. And then I met my mentor, and, and she didn't tell me explicitly back then, but now I realize in retrospect I had been cursed. And when she took it away, then my life, you know, prospered. Earlier this hour, you were talking about coincidences and synchronicities. How do they, how do they play in our lives? Okay. Uh, well, a synchronicity is just a meaningful coincidence. It's not just you know, 24 hours in a day, 24 beers in a case of beer. That's not a synchronicity. That's just a coincidence. But a synchronicity is when you're thinking of someone and then they just call, or you're you're interested in some subject and then the a newspaper or magazine gets delivered to your home with the exact information you need. And this happens when your you know, conscious mind is in tune with your higher self. Your higher self is the one that's directing your, your activities, even though you may not know it. But when you're in tune with that, then what you're thinking of is what your higher self is orchestrating for you. And so that's when your life will, will have more and more of these synchronicities. You know, Ultimately, if everyone was connected with their higher self or the highest, uh, you know, being, you know, the highest aspect of them, mm-hmm. their I am presence, then everything would, your entire life would be a synchronicity. So how do we connect with the higher presence? Well, that's one of the things I do in my clearings. I call it higher self integration because after I clear out the mm-hmm. emotional 
and uh, mental bodies and, and hook everyone up with, I, I will raise their vibration so that it connects with their higher self. I'll make sure that's also clear. And when you're connected with your higher self, uh, sometimes people can feel it by, like it might seem like pins and needles on the crown of their head. And then as they get further along, it may seem like a tube of light coming out of the top of your head. And now with, with me that I've been doing this for so long, it, it's the same thing. My mind and my higher self are, are almost one and the same. I'm following the guidance of my higher self and not the, the ego mind. So how can, how can a person with the, who has a better understanding, who is able to raise their vibration after they see you, how do they maintain that? Uh, well, to, to help them, I, I give them uh, MP3s and that that are infused with energy. Every one of my meditation MP3s has my voice on it, music that was composed specifically for me by my friend Reina, who's an intuitive composer. Mm -hmm. And then there's the third uh, channel, which is silence, but it just contains energy. I'll go back and listen to my meditation, and while I'm doing it, I'm infusing it with energy. And uh, someone who's sensitive, all they like Raina, for example, all she would have to do is listen to that third track, which is silent, mm -hmm. and she could get blissed out from it. So by doing that, I give it to people to keep their energy high after we hook them up. But so even after they've been hooked up, even without the energy in the CDs, they're still going to be way better off than they were before they saw me. I'm interested to know how you embed energy into an audio track and turn it it's, into an MP3. Right. Uh, well, I'm, I just use the uh, standard Audacity, uh, you know, download free MP3 or, you know, recording mm -hmm. software. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I follow it. And as I'm listening and listening to my voice, I'll, and for example, in my energy center clearing CD, I'm clearing out the person's energy centers. So I'll visualize, okay, now we're going to work on the, the, the pineal gland in the center of your brain. And so I'll open up a portal and I'll be pumping in energy into the pineal glands and whoever's listening to this CD. Then we'll move on to the pituitary glands and we'll go down through all the different glands and I'm visualizing where these glands are and I'm using my intention primarily to fill them with energy. And, uh, and it's recorded. I don't even have the mic on, so it just, re just flat lines, but the energy is in there. And it's very palpable to people who listen to it. But in order for this to work, the person has to believe, right? No, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, and many times, in fact, uh, people will have me. Oh, the mother says, you know, my son, he's, he'll never get on the phone mm -hmm. with you. He's having trouble with uh, drug issues. Can you help him? Absolutely. And I'll go in and I'll take away. A lot of time the kid may be. Uh, you know, full of anger, hatred, I'll take it all away. And then, and I, at the same time, I may talk to him. Do you think drugs is a good way to, you know, live your life? You know, you're driving your mother crazy, you're, you're married. How are you going to provide for your kid when you're on, strung out on drugs? And uh, yeah, so he doesn't even know I worked on him. Hmm. But then the mother will call back. He, he's a changed person. He's gone to his NA meetings. The mother's happy because, you know, my daughter-in-law is happy because he's at sure. home instead of out with his friends, you know, shooting up. It's a win-win so, situation. Yeah, and, and he doesn't even know. It's uh, and many times, sometimes the wife is very spiritual and the husband doesn't believe in these things. No right. problem. Clean him out. You know, oh, I can see he's very angry. Oh, yeah, and stressed out, his job, right? Is there some supervisor giving him a pain, pain in the neck? Is someone... Mm -hmm. 
oh yeah, he hates his super. Well, let me see if I can clean that guy out too. And I'll just take away the anger and stress and then, you know, they can get along a lot better. They don't even have to know. So they don't have to believe because they don't even know what to believe. But, but if you're working on somebody without their knowledge, is that ethical? Well, that's a good question because that was one of the issues I, I, I wondered. Am I yeah. allowed to do this? And I talked to someone. He was, he was giving a talk on the modern-day Jedi. Okay, let's talk about this when we come back because I, I don't want to interrupt you and I'm getting very close to a commercial time. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Edwin Harkness Spina and his website is energycenterclearing.com and we'll both be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Dunk away. Exonation, uh, Edwin Harkness Spin is our special guest. His website is energycenterclearing.com. Now, before we went to the break, Edwin, I was asking you if by clearing somebody or working on somebody without their approval, if this is against their free will. Because if they don't know that you're working on them because you were asked by somebody else, it, it, you know, where does this lie in the realm of... Am I, am I doing the right thing? Yes. That, those, that's a very good question. Those are the kind of questions I pondered. And as I was mentioning, I, I talked to this guy who was talking about modern-day Jedi, like mm -hmm. the Jedi Knights of George Lucas, Star Wars fame. Right. And, uh, and I said, well, I feel like sometimes I have sort of a dispensation that I'm allowed to, to do this work. And he says, no, no, no. It's not a dispensation. You are a Jedi, and it's your job to bring balance to the Force. It's not like you're. this is what you're supposed to do. That's why you were sent here, is to bring balance. The negative has had their way on Earth for so long, then, they, then they, of course, they never you know, honor free will. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing balance. You have to undo the damage, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Whenever you're in doubt, send love, and that's you're always doing well to send love to someone. So in a, in essence, that's what I'm doing. I'm sending love to take away the anger of the of the drug, you know, strung out person, so the person who's full of anger. I'm making their lives better. So if they want to go back to being angry, then that's their prerogative, and that's out of my hands. Like you, like I said, you can lead a horse to water. You cannot make him drink. If they want to be angry, and that happens sometimes, I'll I'll take the anger away from someone. There's three things that can happen. One is they'll say like. Hey, I'm not angry anymore. This this is great. And, you know, I feel I, I fear their I feel their thoughts in, in in my head. Right. Another person will be like, Hey, 
I'm not angry anymore. Something's wrong. Some, how am I going to get back my anger? That person's pretty much hopeless. I mean, they're going to go back to being angry. And the third person is just kind of curious, like, I'm not angry anymore. I don't know what happened right now, but I, I think it's good. Let, let, I, I'm, but they're just kind of suspicious mm -hmm. and, and curious at the same time. So that, that's a common thing. But And then the, the wife may tell the husband, yeah, you know, this fellow worked on you. He took away your anger. And you thank God. Sometimes the people that I'm working on could be the parents of the of the person, and if they're full of anger or uh, sadness, and the, after they've died, they're stuck in the lower spiritual realms. And so when you take away that anger or spirit or uh, sadness, it gives them the freedom to go to the higher worlds and move on with their with their lives. You know, they're not no longer physical lives, but move on. And it helps all the people, their children and friends. Because now when they think of them, they won't be surrounded with all the sadness or anger anymore. So it's a win-win situation. Okay. But let, <laughs> let's say somebody asks you to do something, work on a person, and if they feel the intervention of your positive forces or what they perceive to be negative forces, they put up a shield because they do have free will and they can if they want block whatever you're trying to do. Right. What happens then? Well, they can do that. I mean, if I wanted to, I could override it. Why? But I and how? Say, well, I, I, whoever goes to the higher level has the superior power. They can, you can do whatever you want, but I, I would not impose myself on someone that didn't want help. I'll just tell them, say, look, if you, you want to flush your life down the tubes, you want to go back to drugs, you know, I'll stay out of the way, you know, you explain to your wife and your mother and what happens, but, uh, you know, I'm stepping out of this. I don't know. If my yeah. mother interfered with my life, I'd kind of really get ticked off at her. Yeah. Well, like you said, they want the highest and best good for everyone, and sending love is, mm -hmm. is uh, here's, here's a funny thing. Another drug addict, the woman was all upset. Her, her brother had just died of a drug overdose, and... Uh, Everyone in the family is mourning. Mm -hmm. You know, this not this someone. This is the first time I'm talking to them. Right. And I said, well, let's let's go see what he's up to. And I tune into the guy. I say, hey, you know, how how like how are you? And he's like, ah, eh, whatever. I didn't plan on dying, but that's what happened. So, whatever, easy come, easy go. And so I go back to the woman, her brother, her his sister, and say, hey, you know, this is what he said. And she's like. Pfft. That's exactly what he's like in real life. Just happy-go-lucky. I said, well, what does that tell you, though? It tells you he's not worried about dying. You don't have to worry about it either. Well, why should family. he be worried? He's already dead. <laughs> well, no, sometimes people are. Oh. In, the same, in the same day, another woman, her husband, had, had died, and uh, he was full of anger, just raging anger, and I was taking away his anger so he could move on to the higher worlds. And I said, uh, he's, he's so angry. I said, well, was this like a sudden sudden death, you know, because it, it seemed, you know, he's so angry about it. He didn't have any time to prepare for it. She says, yes, he, it was a boating accident, you know, you know un, unforeseen. And I said, well, how long ago did this happen? 15 years. So there's 15 years of this person just raging anger. And she says, no, no, he would visit me in my dreams, you know, frequently. And I said, he was angry all this time? 15 years, straight anger. So I took that away. So now he can come visit his his ex wife uh, that he had when he was still alive, hmm. and everything's better for him. He can move to the higher worlds as well as come back and visit, and she's happy because now at least he's at peace. 
So that's the ultimate. The, the ultimate goal here is bringing people to higher states of consciousness. And it's, it's not all, you know, you can't sit on the couch and, and drink beer and watch TV and expect to go to higher states of consciousness. That's why a lot of times people have stress in their life. They lose their job. This thing, bad things happen so that it forces you to explore these questions. You know, what do you want in life? What's, what's the purpose of life? And ultimately, how do we get to higher states of consciousness? That's eventually people will come to that, that conclusion. So yeah, life is not meant to be too easy. Uh, these stressful events are meant to propel you to go to higher state. That's your higher self orchestrating your life to make you go to higher states of consciousness. But isn't isn't dealing with someone's emotions and their psychological state a little risky if you're not a trained professional? Well, I don't think many of these trained professionals are necessarily especially good at it. And you know, in my viewpoint and in mm -hmm. my experience from dealing doing thousands of people, is uh, yeah, you can go to a trained professional and spend a couple of years in therapy, or you can see me for a 25-minute session. And I'll get rid of the anger and I'll take away the sadness or the, the trauma that you had as a kid. You know, I, I dealt with people who have had, you know, well, I won't go to the extreme, but, you know, traumatic sexual mm -hmm. abuse, for example, as a kid. And that there's anger and it's been festering in them for their whole life. And I'll go in there when I go back and, and find that time when they were angry, I'll take it away from them. And sometimes it takes, you know, a few minutes, depending yeah. on how severe the trauma is. And that changes their whole life again. Because... Uh, having right. that trauma, yeah. Not it's not horrible. having had the experience, or having needed the experience. How do you know what you're doing just isn't a placebo effect? Uh, well, the, even if it was a placebo effect, if the person's benefiting, then that, that's fine. But the, but it's not a placebo effect because to me it's very very palpable. And at the end, when I'm done, I'll say, well, like you probably. Uh, to me, you feel light, free, and expansive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and 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 person, well, how do you know? I said it's no different than if I told you I just took a hundred-pound rock off your back. That's the, that's how palpable it was when I took away that anger, the regret, the depression you had when you you know, lost your wife or you know, whatever it was that went you went through in your your life that caused you to feel bad. And I take it away. It's very palpable to me. You know, I know exactly how much anger the person has. And the perspective I have from having done this with thousands of people, uh, I know when someone's at the extreme, you know, every once in a while I said, you know, you are probably the most angry person I've had, you know, in, in this year. So I know it's very uh, measurable to me. What happens if they have a relapse? Uh, well, they can. I mean, they, they have free will. And so even if I clear them out, and that's one of the things I say is re regret is one of the those act those emotions that's very, very difficult. Uh, so when I take away the regret, people are so used to going back and rethinking, oh, if only I hadn't done that, mm -hmm. if only I had done this instead. Yeah. And, and immediately negative thoughts produce negative emotions, produce negative effects. So I'll take away the regret and I'll remind them, I said, look, you know, we just took away the regret. This gives you the freedom to chart your own course. You're not gonna be pulled astray by these negative emotions, the anger and especially regret. So you're free to do, to move on now, but it's up to you. If you want to go back to thinking negative thoughts, then you're going to eventually get back to negative emotions. And, and that has happened before. And when, you know, 
woman sends me to her husband. The husband mm-hmm. gets on the phone. Okay, I'm willing to give this a try. And I take away all his anger. He's like, how do you feel? I, I do feel better. You know, two weeks later, he's full of anger again. He had the choice and he chose. He was so used to being angry. That's what he decided to be, just angry. He knew what that was like. And he chose that. All right, listen, uh, the time has come when you and I must say so long, Ed. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest of this hour, Edwin Harkness Spina, visit www.energycenterclearing.com. That's www.energycenterclearing.com. And I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Whatever you do, don't go away.